What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 99. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary with Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, did, did anything happen? Did something happen? Something happened? No, you missed absolutely nothing, Mitch. Okay. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Just go right back to sleep here then. So we got to know, how was the camping trip? Uh, it was all right. Uh, we usually go to this one place it's called Sandbanks here in Ontario, and it's just like a big sandy beach mm-hmm. on uh, on one of the Great Lakes on Lake Ontario, and um, it's usually fantastic. But it was flooded because we had a lot of snow and all that stuff. So the beach there was no beach anymore. We had to find like some like little sliver of sand to put our like our tent thing up. Uh, so it, it was fine for that. The kids had a rough go because they didn't get a lot of sleep. Uh, which is going to happen, but it, otherwise it was fine. It was perfectly fine. Okay. What did, what did you get up to while I was out? Uh, not a whole lot. It was very quiet here. Um, I was looking for anything Islanders related, but it was a tough slot of it. You missed absolutely nothing on Isles Twitter, so you probably left at the perfect time. <laughs> awesome. Good. Okay. Keep that in mind. Always leave in July and like. Just like July 5th, right after everything's done, and then just go. Just go for a couple of days. Yeah, that's what we see. All the insiders are at their cottages and stuff now anyway, so they yeah. know their job is pretty much done until September. The only thing that happens is Kevin LeBanc signs for a million dollars. A million dollars? What? In th- Anyways, I- I'll save that for social. <laughs> I'm going to revealing my hand here. All right, Mitch, so let's start with the big news of the week. It's a big deal. We got to talk about it. Belmont yep. Park. So it's been told that they're going to be building a new Long Island Railroad stop at Belmont Park. So it, it just another sign that this is really happening. No matter how much protest there is from the Elmont Flora Park residents, whether they like the tailgating or they don't. I don't know if you saw it or around for that story. Yeah. You missed that one. But it. It's very much so seems like this is a done deal. This is happening, whether, again, like I said, whether they like it or not. 
No, it's it's done. It, it's they even it, they went so far as to say in like the press release that was up on the Islanders website, and I'm sure that that came out from uh, Governor Cuomo's office as well. Um, I refer to him as Governor Cuomo, like he's my governor. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> I don't even live there. Um, it, it made sure to say like we went to painstaking. I, I I forget the exact quote, but like they quote they went and said we spoke to the community a lot. We we gave the community what they wanted. We scaled back a lot, right? It was like four hundred three thousand acres of not acres. I forget. Oh, a feet four hundred three five thousand feet of like retail space that they clawed back to like three fifty or something like that or three twenty five. Um, the height of the hotel went from like 100 feet to even lower or, or I forget exactly what but they scaled the project back to lessen the impact on the community and now they're bringing in a full-time full-time LIRR station at Belmont uh, that is paid what is it, 92% by the developers and not by the state like the state is kicking in eight million dollars yeah which is I mean that's a lot of money but in the grand scheme of things it, it really isn't it for this kind no. of a project Right over this like one point two billion dollar project, I'm sure they're kicking in more. But on this one hundred and five million, I think it is for just the station itself. One hundred five million, the state is paying eight million. That's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. It's it's something. And obviously, you don't want to be paying for anything. But you're. It's not even that you're paying for the stadium. You're now paying for something that you, the community, will yeah. use outside of just the hockey itself. No, you took the words out of my mouth because even if you're not a hockey fan, even if you're not going to be going there or utilizing what's there. Like everyone can use the railroad stop and it's going to be easier for the people who are living close by because you don't have to go to wherever else you would normally take the Long Island Railroad. And, you know, it's just more convenient, which was the part that I wasn't getting from this, the whole backlash to begin with was they are trying to, yes, not only are they trying to build a stadium, but they are trying to also give conveniences to the community and it just seems like any minute detail they would try and blow out of proportion and spin it into it being actually negative for the community. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Shocking. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I just because I, I I do see the idea of like if I'm a community member, I'm going great. Another sports venue. How many do we need? How many sports venues do we absolutely need? We don't. To be fair, though, it is already on the grounds of a sports venue, right? You're just going to be using it more frequently. But in, in terms of a community itself, they don't they don't see. And to, to be how can I say this? Is that it's they don't see the immediate return. Like everyone, like the state says, like oh, it's going to be a huge injection of of money into the economy of people coming in and jobs and whatnot. They don't see that necessarily. And to be, like, why would they? Like, great, we got a bunch of people working hot dog stands. Awesome. It's not always that. You obviously have maintenance crews. You have the builders that are going to come in and actually do that. But that's temporary, right? Um, so I, I can see why they don't want necessarily another sports venue but when you when you see that this is happening like there's not there's nothing you can't say anything anymore they've gone they've con- they, they've spoken to you you've got what you want they scaled back the project and they gave you the the, the uh the train station <laughs> what more do you want more housing i suppose and like that's fair but like you, you know you weren't gonna get that right yeah it, it, that didn't seem like a reasonable option and i'm gonna i guess i'm fo- asking this question to you but i'm gonna answer it myself too I think this is kind of the vocal minority, as in 
the squeaky wheel gets the oil kind of thing where they the most people are probably okay with it but there's a select few who are pretty loud about it that were opposed to this but at this point it's kind of too late like we've been saying yeah, they're going to try to get whatever they can out of it. And to be fair, that's what they should be doing. They should be using any part of le- any leverage that they can get as the community to get concessions that they need, like a full time Long, Ra- Long Island railroad station. That's pre- one hasn't been built as far as I know for 50 years. I'm saying that because it's written in the press release. Right. This is the first one in 50 years. That's a big deal. They don't build these just like that. They don't happen. No. So you got one. That's that's a big and you got the developer to pay for it. It's not like, oh, you want it? <laughs> Go ahead and pay for it. Excuse me for the coughing. That was weird. Um, yeah, like they they they're paying ninety two percent of it. Come on, they want you to buy in. They want your buy in bad. No, they they absolutely do. The one thing, and I hinted at this, but one part that really bothered me. Yeah, the concerned mother about the tailgating. Can we talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. What was the concern exactly? I didn't read it. I just saw there wasn't concern. I went, that's ah, ridiculous. Um, because supposedly she in her, she was saying, what's going to separate our houses from the tailgating? Right. An eight foot bush is that really enough for my kid to be exposed to more adult things? <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that was essentially what the quote was. Which yeah. I know sometimes people can get out of hand when there's alcohol involved, but I would say 90, there's a lot worse things that your kid could be exposed to than a tailgate. Like I, that just seems so tone deaf in today's world where like you turn on the news and terrible things are happening on a daily basis that we're worried about tailgates at a hockey game. Yeah, look, good on her for picking that optic. Like a cedar hedge is going to really separate my child from uh, a tailgate. It's good on her for for building that optic. But when you think about it, like really, like is your kid just going to be sitting on the other end of that that hedge and like, oh man, I can't believe the things that they're saying about John Tavares, the words they're using. Oh my god, like that's what people are going to be talking about. Can you believe Johnny T did this or can you believe player X did that? Like that's what happens at tailgates. What do they think is going to happen? I was reading the comments to I think it was Randy Marshall put out the uh the quote and I was reading the replies and it was all like what are they going to see me playing hockey with my kids or me flipping burgers on the grill? Like it's all harmless things that, and I mean, look, you came to what? Two tailgates now at the Coliseum. Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't out of hand. It was fun. You were, you had your pads on. You were playing street hockey. I was playing street hockey with kids. That's what I was doing. Yes. There were out, there was alcohol, uh, but never once did it get out of hand. Not once. I'm sure maybe if it's like a, a really like a Rangers Islanders game, maybe that's a different story. Um, but that would that would happen no matter what. Even if there wasn't a tailgate, there might be fights breaking out in the parking lot regardless. Right, And there's security in the parking lot, too. So if things do start to get out of hand, they shut it down before it gets crazy. That's just it. So I don't really know what the expectation was. But apparently it wasn't, they don't like the, the tailgate. And it's coming out now as if like this is new information. Like, oh my God, there's a tailgate happening. Do, do, you, do you know they do tailgates? Have you been to one? Have you honestly been to a tailgate? I have, like you said, I haven't been to many, but I've been to a few that I know that what happens there is just people are sitting down, usually on lawn chairs. There's a lot of lawn yeah. chairs sitting going on and having drinks and then barbecues. <gasps> the horrors. 
oh my God, can you imagine what my son and daughter might learn from barbecuing? They might know how to grill a burger. What's wrong with that? I do, you're preaching to the choir. I I'm, don't understand where the vitriol is coming from and the, and the concern. It's just too much for me. It really is. It's like you said, it, it's trying to paint any, any negative narrative towards it. And, and fair to that, again, they're using any little bit of leverage they can get as a community to get any sort of concessions they can get. They can get, I don't know, a school out of it. Perfect. And uh, yeah, great. Good for them. You know, schools are obviously better than retail space, but... That's, but that's, that's the way same, the state wanted to go. I know, but the same thing. What, are you going to put a school right next to the racetrack so you see some degenerate going to OTB every day? Like, I don't understand nah, that No, they're, they're just trying to get as many concessions as they can by painting the most negative narrative. It's a negotiation. It's what it is, right? Like, when during arbitration, we always decry, like, Calvin Hahn looking for $5 million a year. <laughs> okay. And then this, the team comes in at $2 million. We're like, what an idiot. He's not worth $5 million. No, it's a negotiation. And that's why the team went lowball. You paint the like you paint the worst case scenario, and you you hopefully get somewhere with, not exactly there, but as close to it as possible. I guess the last thing for me on this is: Do you think that it's ready for twenty twenty one? Apparently, it is. I'm not going to hold my hat to it because we haven't seen a, a shovel even hit the ground yet. Although, by all indications, that should happen soon. Shrug emoji. When's that actually happening? It seems like August. Um, so. Right, and apparently that's not a delay, although I think it was. Because it wasn't originally supposed to be July? I thought so, um, but I think that's because they also delayed giving in the uh, environmental assessment. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I guess they're they were waiting for this, the announcement for the LIR, I suppose. That's the only um, logical thing, right? Yeah, uh, so what do you think? You think it, it delays it? or? Um, no, I think they're able to get it ready for 2021. I really think they do. Like, We'll never, we'll, we'll never hear that it's delayed until the, the last second, but I, I, I'm sure they're going to do everything they can to get it ready for then. Mm, well, I'm trying to think. How long did it take them to do redo the Coliseum? Oh, the Coliseum? I, I think a year. I think did a year. It, yeah, well, granted, they weren't building something from scratch. It was just renovation, but... Well, building from scratch, it took the Barclay Center two years to build from scratch. Okay. That's a, the, just the building process... Mind you, just the building process. Right. Not like the whole bureaucracy, because it took like five, six years to get it from like inception to actual But once creation. it actually, right, once it actually started, it took uh, two years to build. I'm pretty sure, because right. I was trying to think back, one of the last ones that I remember was in their building, uh, the Mets New Stadium uh, in Queens, and I believe that took two or maybe three years to get done. They might have started in 06 to have it ready for Oh, nine, but I think that you obviously this is going to be smaller than a baseball stadium. So theoretically, you should be able to get it done in two years. Uh, I'm just excited to see this finally get in motion because it's been something that's been talked about now for probably close to two years, actually. No? (laughs) Yeah, it's getting there. It's certainly getting there. John Tavares is still here when it was announced, right? That's true. (laughs) So, yeah, it's getting there. Two years. Wow. So. Do you want to move on to our second topic then? Yes. So we talked a little bit about off the ice stuff with the new arena. We want to get back into on the ice topics. Like we've talked about, it's been pretty dead so far. But so dead. So dead. I guess we we wanted to look at the best remaining free agents. And I guess we'll go through and see if any would be a fit for the New York Islanders. And it's not 
Mitch, at this point, <laughs> well, so they, July 11th, not a great crop of free agents left. So if you're looking just on cap friendly, like everyone does, um, and you sort all UFAs, I'm not even sorting RFAs because I don't imagine Lewis is going to make an offer sheet on any of no. them. He might. I, I doubt it. Anyways, just to discredit that. You sort all UFAs by points, and it goes Ryan Dezingle 1 at 56, Justin Williams 2 at 53. He's 37. Joe Thornton 3. Sorry, Justin Williams 2. Joe Thornton 3 at 51 points, and then Patrick Marlowe at 37. Thomas, They went from 51 to 37. Thomas Vanek's still available, four. though. Maybe he'll want to stay with the new arena. <laughs> Or Molson. Molson's in the free agent, too. It's killing me. You're killing me here. Oh, Thomas Vanek comes back like, well, I don't mind. I guess playing. we're, we're, we're still playing in Nassau, so I guess I can't be that mad. <laughs> what a jerk. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that there's your picture. It's not real pretty. No, and then you have like Brian Boyle and Derek Broussard, who's been brought up a lot. But let's start from the top and then work our way down. Ryan Dezingle, that's who you said first. He had a 56-point season, 26 goals, 30 assists, was pretty solid with Ottawa, kind of was a little bit on the slower side in Columbus and then didn't really do all too much in the playoffs, which I think one point in nine games. I think that's why he's still available is just because he really didn't do too much uh, come playoff time. I think GMs are a little worried about giving him money. And he's not a known commodity, right? Like, he put up, what, 56 points this year, but he put up 41 the year before that. 23 goals, so that's good. Uh, and 32 the year before that. So you're going, you're getting better year over year, um, but how better can you get when you are now 27 years that's old? That's just the thing, because this should be his peak. Yeah, so he's probably going to be, he could be a 60-point player for the next three years, you know, give or take. He could not be as well. He could easily be a 40-point player. So you're going to go broke on this guy? But he was making what last year he was 1.8 1.8 million dollars. If you're telling me there's no one out there who's given this guy a four year three to four million dollar deal and he said no. Well, there's a reason he's still out there because he's an idiot. But would you do short term for a little bit more? Maybe like two million. I mean, two years, four million. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I think that would probably and I wrote this. Uh, this past week, that would be the best case scenario for the Islanders because then you have Dezingle in his prime for just two years at a pretty cheap cap hit, uh, filling a role. And then by the time his contract is over, then you can plug in one of Kiefer Bellows, Oliver Wallstrom, or Simon Holmstrom, maybe even. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I, one of those is. Oh you would hope. God, I, had a mal- I had a malfunction there. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> you would hope. You're right that one of them, one, at least one, would be ready. And I'm not laughing to say, like, oh, God, they're so bad. It's just who knows, right? Like, Lou likes to take his time. They might be ready, and he might not be ready. Yeah, well, Lou's getting up there in age, so you got to think that he's trying to get this thing rolling. This isn't like a seven-year project. Is he? Because TikTok, it's July 11th, and nothing's happened so far. I know. I know. So, yes or no on Dezingle could help the Islanders. Uh, Yeah, yes, he could, for sure. Worth he could definitely help the Islanders. Worth signing. What what am I supposed to be computing here? What are the variables that, that you're trying to get me to compute to say yes or no? Like, am I allowed to think like, well, there are better options out in the trade market? Well, yeah. Or there are cheaper options? Yeah. Okay. 
I just wrote about Tyler Toffoli today. Do that. How much is ty- uh, one year of Tyler Toffoli going to cost you? Third round pick. I put like a low tier prospect and, and a low tier, like a mid range pick. Right? Like Jeff Skinner brought back Cliff Poo, a third and two sixths last year with, with a year left on his deal. And he hits 60 points twice. Tyler Toffoli has never hit 60 points. He's hit over 40 points a bunch and scored more than 20 goals a bunch. So if you're telling me, yeah, third round pick, fourth round pick, and like a low low tier prospect, like a Parker Wertherspoon type thing, what are you what are you waiting for? At four point six million dollars on the cap, that's a great deal. He's a right shooter. Put him on that second line, perfect. And then he's kind of your placeholder until Oliver Wallstrom's ready. No, and you can make a judgment then. Like if he plays his heart out and he and he does well, you resign him. Or you're right. You just wait to you, you wait him out. He's got a year left. Who cares? At 4.6, it's nothing. You were going to give Artemi Panera 12.5. That's true. 12.5. I'm, to go, loop us back to Dezingle and the yep. free agents, I yes. would say yes, I'd be interested in signing him. Okay. And what would you give up, or sorry, how much, what would your, your term be then, your contract for him? Uh, Two for four. Or I'd go, okay. I'd give him, I would go three years, but anything more than that, I'm kind of getting iffy. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. No more than three, ideally two. But if you're, you're really stuck in the negotiations, then I guess. It, it it sucks that that's where we're at. Like, oh, do we want to give him two or three to Ryan Dezingle? Yeah. Well, we get to keep this one rolling because right after that, the next guy on this list is Justin Williams. Again, 53 points, like Mitch said. He's 37 nope. years old. Do you want any part <laughs> of Justin Williams? Not at all. Not at all. Great guy. Good leader. See you later. Just, just you're in, you're in Carolina now. Just end it there. Sign a one year deal for like two million dollars or something, or three million dollars, and just keep milking it like Joe's milking it. Just do it. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm with you. I a part of me is thinking about how clutch he is in the playoffs, and that he still put up 53 points, but. You're taking a pretty big risk doubling down and saying, okay, he can replicate that at 38 years old now. Yeah, you definitely are. So I'm not so sure about that. I'm not sold on that. No. So. Uh, okay, so the next, I guess the next three we'll do in a group because <laughs> I think we're going to have the same answer. So Thornton, Marlou, Vanek. Do you want no, any part of any no, of them? No. No. I want no one who's over 35 years old. 35 or more. No thanks. Why are we bringing, why are we bringing that in? Unless he's some sort of like great centerman. Yeah, Joe Thornton would be great as a center, but he's 39. He'll be turning 40 soon, isn't he? He just turned 39. So, you know, that's good. I guess he doesn't hit 40. But no, like he could, he just had a torn ACL and MCL like a couple, two Two years years. ago. Like, why would I? No, no, his knees could be gone tomorrow. No, that guy just end your career in in, in San Jose, which is probably what's going to happen because of San Jose is circumventing the cap like crazy people. I guess they're not, but they're, I don't know how they do these things. Um, and same thing with Marlowe. Go back to San Jose. Let them give you a one-year deal worth like $3 million and see it through. Just you know, wave goodbye to the, the fans and let's try to win you that cup that one last time, buddy. Uh, I'm with you there. I, I don't want any part of any of these guys. So I think we're in agreement for top six options. It's Dezingle or Trade Market, correct? Yeah. Well, I, When I'm looking at this and I, I'm... I'm not going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to try to find something else in this list. And like Patrick Maroon's name sticks out. 
but that's a depth signing, right? That's was, not someone you're going to get to like, yeah, let's bolster our top six. I was going to hold off on the depth. I was going to talk about them, but I was going to start with the top six options and then go to depth guys after. Okay, then I'll let you go and I'll come back to this. Okay, so for <laughs> just for top six sake, the only people we'd be comfortable with is either a trade or to single on a short-term deal. Yeah, one like absolutely. There's no reason. There's no. There's no one else out there as far as far as UFAs, right? We didn't talk about RFAs because that's just too. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen as an offer sheet, and if it does happen, it's a trade, like you said. So that counts in that category. Okay, that's not the only position of need for the New York Islanders in some people's eyes. Some people think okay. this team needs a three C, a third line center with Valtteri Filippo walking away. So yeah, sure, okay, or just at least another center. In yes. general, names that I see brought up a lot for the bottom six role, they're paired right next to each other at number 11 and 12, Brian Boyle and Derek Broussard. Brian Boyle is 34. He had 24 points in 73 games. Derek Broussard is 31. He had 23 points in 70 games. Broussard was a $5 million cap hit. He's not going to be anywhere near that. Boyle was 2.55. Do you want any part of Boyle or Broussard? I would take Broussard, yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you, like you're getting him for probably two and a half. Uh, he's a good two-way center for sure. He's younger. He's 31, so he's already an upgrade in terms of age on Philpola. He's just a year off of 38 points and three years away from 58 points. He was a 58-point player in New York. 60-point player the year before that in 2014-15. We're going back a while, so I, I know. Um, and that was definitely in his peak. But there's no way he just dropped off a cliff at 31. Uh, he's declining, sure. But you're bringing him as a 3C for two and a half, let's say. I would do that for sure. Why not? He's a good face-off man too, I believe. Isn't he at like a 55% over his career? Could be. I have to bring it up. Um, so I, I would definitely... You wouldn't, I guess, by the that implication. I want no part of either of those two. Brian Boyle... Well, I understand he was, one, a great story a couple of years ago with the leukemia and then being able to come back. Like I'm not sure, knocking that at all. Uh, great guy, serves a purpose, but I am going to lose my marbles if the Islanders continue to spend money on that bottom six. I just can't <laughs> okay. justify it anymore. I can't. If you are bringing in... Tom Kunakel, Tanner Fritz, and then adding a Brian Boyle to that mix when you already have Leo Komarov, Casey Zekas, and Cal Clutterbuck locked up for like decent cap numbers in that bottom six. I just can't do it. All I'm asking for is put Casey Zekas on that third line because he's a better option than Brian Boyle. He's a better option than Derek Broussard. And then you put Leo Komarov, Tanner Fritz, or Tom Kunakel as your fourth center, and you go from there. That's it. That's all I want. I do not want them to spend any more money in free agency on a bottom six player. I, I'm right there with you. Apparently I not. Agree. You want a Broussard. <laughs> That's like I want, but I, I would be interested in a Broussard because I don't think Lou's going to go and get that big time top six player. I really don't. I don't think it's happening. So if you're if you're telling me that I can have Derek Broussard over Tanner Fritz, I'll take that. That's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. And I can have him at 2.5. That's less than, that's a million dollars less than a Calvin Clutterbuck. I will take that. Um, correction on his faceoff numbers. He's a career 48.1. So <laughs> it's a You're a little generous with your less. number, Mitch. <laughs> I guess I was thinking of Matt Duchesne numbers or something. Um, 
But I, I, w- I would go that route. I would, why not? Again, good two-way player. Uh, he, there's something still left there. Yes, he played three different teams this year. So that's not a good thing. He's done. He's done. I, he's 31. I don't, I don't want to believe he's done at 31. 34, I'm not looking to bring in another 34-year-old. Yes, it works with Valtteri Fippola, but that doesn't mean that every 34-year-old you bring in is going to work. No, that's true. So am I fine with them rolling out a Tanner Fritz and using that money uh, that they would have spent on, let's say, a Derek Broussard or a Brian Boyle at the top end of the roster? All day, every day, 100%. But if they're allocating resources to give them depth down the middle and giving give themselves a 4C of... Barzell, Nelson, Sezikis, and like someone like Broussard. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Especially if they're underpaying. I don't want them to overpay someone. Like bringing in a Valtteri Philpola at $2.75 million. Eesh. I guess. Like, But I'm with you. I, I Sure, I'm perfectly fine with Tanner Fritz. As long as the money that we, they would pay or they would use to pay that like bottom six number four center is used to acquire a top six winger. A top six right wing. They can do that instead. I'm all day for well, that. I'm just still holding out hope that Lula Marillo is going to be able to figure something out in a trade between now and opening night. Yeah, I, maybe he's waiting for teams that are closer or, or more pressed to the cap to just kind of give, and then they lose a lot of their leverage, like Vegas. But we've seen with teams that they, they know what their cap situation is like, and they're not going to sit there waiting either. Like, we saw how many teams move stuff before and during free agency to clear up cap space. That's true. Well, they're still going to have to do something because they're over already and they still haven't signed some RFAs, Vegas. So maybe he's waiting them out. He might be. But, like, my God, I want to have the pay- the level of patience that he has because I, I could use it for sure. Um, but that's the only team that's really, what, he's going to wait them out and the Arizona so Coyote. Coyotes? Probably. <laughs> What is what does Arizona have to give up? Step on what? Why would I want Derek Stepan at six point five million dollars? I don't know, uh, but he's better than what they have. Is he? What did he put up he last year? Thirty five points last year. Is that it? Yes. No, I thought it was more than that. Thirty five points in seventy two games in twenty eighteen nineteen. Fifteen goals, twenty assists, and negative oh, wait, two. How many? And f- in how many games? Seventy two. So even if you on pace that, he's probably going to get like a couple more. <laughs> it's not much. Wow. He had 56 the year before that. That's what I, I don't know. Like he's usually a 50 point player. And then it went <laughs> downgraded. Uh, he's 29. So if you're no likey on the Derek Broussard, you should be no likey on the Derek Stepan. I guess. <laughs> you're rubbing your head like, oh my God, what are we going to do? I know. I know. I guess. Ah, uh, man. This is what are we, what's the plan here? We're trying to convince ourselves to get Derek Stepan and Derek Brassard. We and everyone else, like, well, you know, Derek Brassard might be an okay pickup. <laughs> we were just in on our Timmy Panera. Now we're trying to make sense of we're Derek Brassard. ourselves into Derek Brassard three years too late. <laughs> we need to wake the F up. It's not, I, I, it's not that I want Lou to make a panic purchase and go and get anyone. It's just I don't know what the plan seems to be. It seems that it was, let's get Panarin, let's toss him a bunch of money, he won't say no to that, and there was no plan B. Or the plan B is use. Maybe, it could be use, but like... Then you gotta let Joshua Sang play 82 games, and just there it don't is. mess with him. I just don't see that happening. I would love for that to happen, I just don't see it happening. 
I don't know. I just, I, 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 do you know, by the way, do you know what the Islanders record was last year with Josh was saying in the lineup? Oh, I know you wrote it. I haven't got a chance to read it yet. Take a guess. Uh, it was good. It was, so how many games? Ten. He played 10. Uh, they were six and four. Nine and one. Oh. 30 and 22 over the course of his career when he plays. But what about the turnovers, Matt? I know. And listen, I'm not naive. I don't think Josh Hoseng is the reason why they won every single one of those games. But if you look at his, the the wowie charts with and without, yeah, interesting stuff. I don't know. I would, yeah. all I'm asking for is give me a Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson, Josh Hoseng line for like, give me 15 games. And then I'm guaranteed they convince you that it's legit. After 15. I would be so, like, right into my veins, buddy. Give it to me. I am so ready, willing, and able for that. I just don't see it happening. Like, if we want, let's talk about Joshua saying for like five minutes. Just, just Hosang, because we're on it. I'm, I like it. You're on my alley. What has he done? And I, this is going to sound like I don't like Hosang. I really, I'm really high on him. What has he done to change Lou's mind? Uh, well, there was a quote. From Lou Lamarillo oh in December or January, where he said that he's was a, he's been working on completing his game and he's more complete player now. So maybe the my I'm, again big time spin zone here. I in <laughs> Fair my enough. heart of that's hearts, the whole that's the whole point. In my heart of hearts, I don't think that Lou Lamarillo is going to let Josh Hosang be Josh Hosang, and then it's going to necessarily work out here. But we're gonna play spin zone now because this is what we do in July in a podcast. <laughs> it's all we've got. So what if it was really just a numbers game and that they didn't have enough spots for Josh Hosang and they wanted the Tom Kunakles and Ross Johnsons of the world to be, you know, with the New York Islanders and they, and playing regularly or they're more comfortable, I guess I should put it this way with scratching Tom Kunako and Tanner Fritz and stuff like that, and they just wanted Josh Hosang to be, play on a regular basis and sending him down to the AHL, where he actually put up pretty solid numbers this year. I think he had 43 points. Um, and getting him to work on his game there would be more beneficial to him in the long term. Yeah, mate. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I want that to be the case so bad. I really do. Like, you can spin me around, baby, all around on that one. I'm all in for it. But I just, even then, the last positive thing we heard on Joshua saying from Lou Lamarillo was in December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. That's seven months. I, I shouldn't have counted because it's seven, only seven months. But like, still, I was trying to make a point. <laughs> That's been a while. I, it's been a while. I just feel like if they give up on this kid, that's going to turn into a Nino Nino Rider like situation. Oh, one hundred percent. Because I, I don't think there's any denying that he has talent. We've seen no one it denies flashes. that. Even Lou, right? Even Lou's like he's got the talent. He's got to learn something. I just let him go. If you're gonna go the route of going youthful, it's got to be Hosang because he has the NHL experience too. And Lou always is like, oh, "Give me the guys with the experience." Then you let Kiefer Bellows and Oliver Wallstrom continue to grow in the AHL for another year and you just finally give him, this kid the top six opportunity because he really hasn't had a top six opportunity since 2016-17 when everyone was hurt down the stretch. That's true. He was playing. You're, 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 he, Mitch, he played on a line last year with Ross Johnston <laughs> and Valtteri Filpula. How do you expect <laughs> him to do anything? 
what do you want him to do? They're starting in the defensive zone where you already know he isn't good. I guess he's learning, right? There's the idea that he's supposed to learn. It's the Jay Pondolfo, Nino Niederreiter thing all over again. You took the words out of my mouth, and you're just doing the Nino Niederreiter treatment again, and we know how that went the first time. Exactly. You're not letting this kid do the thing that he's good at and put him in a position where he can learn the thing that he's not good at. It's not like, okay, go out there and learn how to be a defensive player by playing Case Zekas' system. That's not going to work. This is not going to work with Joshua saying. It just isn't. He'll learn something, but it's not going to immediately translate. No, that's why I say put him with Josh Bailey and Brock Nelson, who both those guys can kind of hold their own in the defensive end where Hosang might struggle a little bit, but he'll make up for it in the offensive end with those two. That's just it. Um, but I, I just pulled up the Washington Capitals uh, over the last three years, excluding the eighteen nineteen season. So okay. the last three years where Barry Trotz was there to see, do they have players with like crazy amounts of turnovers? And they don't. Like their their leader in, in, in turnovers is John Carlson and Matt Niskanen at two thirty two over the last three years and two oh two. They've played two hundred and ten and two hundred and twenty eight games respectively. So they're pretty close to a turnover per game. But they're the two most important defenders. They usually have the puck that carried a lot. Right. But then it drops to Kuznetsov, Ovechkin as, as the next highest in terms of turnovers, or sorry, giveaways. They don't track turnovers. In terms of giveaways, at 179 and 167, they've both played 243 games over that span. They're nowhere near a turnover per game, which is what Joshua Sang is. Right, He's right up there in terms of, uh, I need to bring it up here, uh, New York Islanders for Hosang. And I, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because that's the one knock for Joshua Sang. Yes. Uh, where is he? It's, it's low, so it's, it's right here. He has 43 turnovers in 43 games. Sorry, turn, giveaways, not turnovers. That's one per game from a forward. Barry Trotz is not going to like that. No, probably not. So that's where I'm going. That's not great for him. That's not a good fit. I, I just don't see it happening. I just don't. As much as I want it and I want it bad, I just don't see it happening. All right. P.S. in those three years... Um, the leader in terms of turnover giveaways for the Islanders, John, John Tavares, Tavares is 241 in 237 games. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> we shrug. So, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Want to get into the Metro Power rankings? Yes, please. Okay. So what we wanted to do, obviously, it's way too early. We know that the season's far away, but after free agency, for the most part, yes, there's still people available, but for the most part, the dust has settled. We want to take a look at the division and rank the teams in terms of where we think that they will start the season with their expectations on where they'll finish. So you want to give your list and then I'll give mine or vice versa, and we'll go from there instead of 1-1, one, 2-2. One, two, two. I think that might make a little more sense. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so obviously first is the New York Islanders. Or sorry, <laughs> the New York Rangers. Whoopsies, Freudian slip. Uh, it was obviously the Rangers. They, they brought in whoever. We know who they brought in, that guy. Oh, okay, uh, you did this completely different than how I did it. How did you do it? I was thinking like power rankings for how they would finish in the division, not like who had the best offseason. Oh, okay. Sure, let's do it your way then. That's fine. Who would ha- who would finish with a better record? Okay. Yeah, like if like you know how the like a, the power rankings are normally set up with Yeah, yeah. So do you want me to give my list first then? So that we can get sure. you on the same I, page. I'm, I kind of got a list here. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So my power rankings now for the Metropolitan Division based on how the offseason went. Uh, I'm still putting the Capitals one. I think that they earned that spot. I'm going to put Pittsburgh two. 
I don't love what they did this offseason, but until they prove otherwise, I think they're going to be right there in the mix, so I can't count them out. I'll put Islanders three. Then I'll go Hurricanes four, Rangers five, Devils six, Flyers seven, and Blue Jackets eight. Okay. Uh, mine is a little bit different here. Uh, the first three are, are the same. In that order? Um, in that order. Washington, Pittsburgh, New York, or Islanders, that is. Um, Washington didn't need to add much, right? They didn't need anything up top. They've got no. what they've got, and they've then it's it's already you know they won the division last year. They got a goalie, they got defense. What they needed to do is add around the edges, and they did that, right? They brought in depth players and solid depth players Hagelin. to replace some of the yeah Hagelin. Like they got some good guys in to complement what they already had, and they just need to tinker around the edges. That's all they needed to do. Uh, so arguably they should be at the top. Obviously anything can happen, but like based off what we're seeing now, their team did not get worse on paper no. at all. It may even got a little bit better. Who knows? Uh, Pittsburgh got a little worse though. You lose Phil Kessel, you bring it out. You bring in Alex Yelchenyuk. On paper, that's bad. That's you don't you don't. And then you bring in Brandon Tanev. Yeah, I had the same logic with obviously Kessel's the the better player there and I'd rather have uh, Phil Kessel but to me like like I said when I mentioned the the Pittsburgh Penguins is they've made the playoffs every year for the last 15 years I, I just don't see how until that like I said until they prove to me that they definitely took a step back it's like the Patriots like you're gonna pick them to finish at top of the division every single year until they prove otherwise yeah it's just that some years got to stop right the music stops sometime you're right I'm just not ready to say yet no, I, I like. I'm not ready to say that they're going to not make the playoffs because when you got Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Chris Letang, and Matt Malkin. Murray. Like, sorry, who did I say? Kuznetsov, <laughs> Malkin. Because we were just wow. Uh, I was looking at the stats, and I guess that's the name that stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, you, you you can't you can't write them off. You just can't. No. But and there's also the idea of like, well, if Phil Kessel was such a toxic person in the dressing room because he played poker, <gasps> the nerve. I don't like poker at all, but I, that doesn't seem like this sort of cancerous behavior that everyone seems to make it out to be. No. Uh, maybe that, that helps. Maybe that adds some sort of levity to the room that wasn't there beforehand. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel There's like that's grasping that. at straws. Yeah, that's, that's a, um, how did Lou put it with the Sorokin thing? A fringe benefit mm-hmm. is what it is. Uh, and then the Islanders, obviously, they got a, a little bit I don't know. They're they're probably where they are now. Who knows what's going to happen? But like, I, they only got a little bit worse. Basically, and a lateral because, step. Yeah, uh, I have the Rangers after the Islanders. Okay, I have them as a playoff team. You you bring in Artemi Panarin, you're bringing in a point per game player. That's going to make Mika Zibanejad a lot better. Uh, you're bringing in Jacob Truba, who they still haven't signed for some reason. I don't know what the heck they're waiting for. He wants to be there. You want him there. You traded to get him. How did you not already work out a number yet? It's been how many days? figure it out fair uh i then have the philadelphia flyers really i do okay i i like not the some of the moves they've made uh but they have elements there already they should have been there last year they should have been a bubble team they weren't too far off uh but with a full year of carter hart only getting better that's the one weakness that that they had was was Uh, goaltending i don't know their defense is getting old though sure but you still have ivan Provorov and shane goss's bear True. Like those are two good defenders. They're, they're they should be all star caliber defenders. They should, if the coaching trusts them. So we'll see what Vino does because he don't like youth. So, 
true. Let's see. Uh, and then I have the Carolina Hurricanes. So you think they're Underneath dropping off? The, the Hurricanes? Yeah, I think they're dropping off. Okay. Um, I'd like to have the Devils there before the Hurricanes, but I like I like what's there in Carolina already. And arguably, I should have Carolina underneath the Islanders uh, because I like what's there in terms of forward and defense in Carolina. It's just I don't like their goaltending. Goalie, no, yeah. Like, goaltending is already going to be an issue. Or not. He's Maybe he settles in. And Peter Mrazek becomes, not returns to be that, like, Vezina uh, finalist we, we, he might have been. Uh, but he might get, you know, a league average to better goaltending out of him. Maybe. Like, they're they're a good team. They're, there's a lot there. Although, you know, when you've got your star player that's wanting to leave, that don't look good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because he signed an offer sheet. He don't want to be there. Ah. He signed an offer. He signed a five-year deal to go play somewhere else. He was willing, ready, and able and put his name on the dotted line to play in Montreal. I guess. You can't spin that to say like, yeah, but he was just using us. He still signed it. He was ready to go. I guess. Uh, so after Carolina, I have the Devils. Although like even then looking back on that, I'm like, oh, maybe I can have that a little bit higher. I really like bringing in PK. Yeah. Yes, he's declining, but it's PK. Um you got Taylor Hall there now, or still there. You have um, Jack Hughes. Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons is tipping the puck from when uh, the bombs that P.K. Subban is going to launch. Like, I'm not saying Wayne Simmons is going to be like the what he used to be, but he's going to be better than he was. He may not even be the $5 million player, but he'll be better. I agree. And then Columbus. Yeah, I'm right with you there. They lost a lot of pieces, and they're going full rebuild at this point. I'm like they lost a lot, and they lost a lot to get what they lost. Yeah, well, they they put all their chips at the table and said we're going for it, and if it doesn't work, then we're starting from scratch. Yeah, real scratch, like next year scratch, not even next year, two years from now scratch. No, that's true. Uh, I think the Hurricanes regressed. That's why I put them below the Islanders. I wanted to put the Rangers in front. Well, I didn't want to, but you know what I mean. Where I like yes. what they've done and I flirted with putting them above the Hurricanes same with the Devils I just don't think they're quite there yet I'm really not high on the Flyers or Blue Jackets though I know you like what the Flyers the pieces the Flyers have but I think we could both agree on this though that the Metro is going to be a very competitive division yeah absolutely like there's a there's another arms race in the Metropolitan Division that happened this year uh, and we saw it go with you know the first and second round we didn't even talk about Capo Caco going to the Rangers Right? Like that's that's more like <laughs> that could be their first line of Panarin, uh, Zibanejad and Capocaco. That's a great top Ooh. line. That could be. Who knows? You know, Capocaco could not. You know, he could not be good. Maybe he won't be good. Hopefully he won't be good. <laughs> Hopefully he's going to be terrible. Screw that guy. <laughs> I think he's going to be good. Yeah, I think so too. Damn it. All right. So I think that's it on the uh, power rankings. You want to get into the social stuff? Yes, let's get to social stuff. Let's do that and talk about other things and the Rangers and their beautiful players. Okay, I have one for you, but it's not Islanders related. So if you have an Isles related one, I think you should go first and we'll get that out of the way. Um, what was this one? I always I already forget what I brought up and I can't bring up the link because my computer is just there. We go. Come on now. Um. It wasn't Islanders related. Sorry. I, I thought it was because it had to do with Mitch Marner, but it doesn't have to do with the Islanders and Mitch Marner. So okay. If you want to just go ahead and go for All it. All right. So, Mitch, I know you were away. Yeah. But I really hope you saw this 
at some point either yesterday or today. Okay. So, yep. our buddy over at Bagel Boss, Donald Rosner, or Rosner, I don't know how you say his last name, he had himself a little situation. Uh, did okay. you see that? Did you see that video? No, I you, did not. You haven't seen the Bagel Boss video yet. No, I have not. No. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, you just—it it went super viral, Mitch. Like, uh, not even just like Long Island viral, but I'll explain the video, and then I guess we'll get your live reaction to it because that. So, this man has a meltdown in the Bayshore Bagel Boss. Because he thinks the girls behind the counter were making fun of his height. And he is smaller in stature. He's probably like, I think he says he's five feet tall. I can see his, like his mouth just is over top of the, the glass. It went super viral. And Donald tweeted out that uh, if you brought up the video and, in the store, that you'd get free mini bagels. So he handled it <laughs> great. Like, obviously... I mean, that's not the best publicity that the, a big fight happened at your uh, one of your stores, but he handled it really well. If you haven't seen the video, I, I guess you're, you're either camping like Mitch or, or living under a rock, but it, it's a, it's an all-time internet video. He just goes absolute full meltdown, uh, says some pretty terrible things to the people working behind the counter, which I think sparked it, and he got demolished. Jeez. Yeah, I see he's making comments about how... It seems like the guy's been having a hard time beforehand, right? Like, apparently women were making comments to him being short. Like, that sucks. But, like, I think it's just he's having... (laughs) He's chesting up trying to, like, get at someone. Oh, he's just getting destroyed. (laughs) Oh, my God. The guy with the blue shirt just came in and leveled him. So that video came out, like, yesterday morning, we'll say. There was a video from another angle, like the aftermath of him leaving. And then today, his YouTube channel was discovered. And apparently, this guy goes up to people and, like, tries to provoke these types of situations. Like, he had the cops called on him at a 7-Eleven that he filmed and put on his YouTube. This isn't the first time he's done this? (laughs) No, in May, like, two months, three months ago. The guy behind the counter at 7-Eleven asked him uh, how tall he was, so he freaked out, got it on camera, got the cops called there on him, and he was demanding that the police fill out a police report, and the guy was, the cop was like, he said he was sorry, there's nothing else I could really do for you, like, but just an all-time, one, all-time Twitter video, or just video of the year, in my opinion, I think it was hysterical, but also the fact that, obviously, Donald's a big part of Isles Twitter, so that's how I kind of roped it all. Together. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, that sucks for him that he's getting comments about his height. You know, I know my brother who's who's shorter. He's not that short. He's like five six. Um, but still, like what growing up, he got a lot of comments and it got him real mad, like real heated. Uh, so I get it, but like you know, maybe not in front of a bagel store when no one actually said anything to you, right? Like <laughs> maybe I, don't do that. A part of professionally, me, I guess. No, I agreed. Uh, a part of me feels bad for the guy in the the first viral video, but I. I don't know. He just seems like he's got something going on. Yeah, he went way over the deep end with that one. Ooh, Great Barrier Reef, is it? No, not no. Where it drifts off, I'm thinking of Finding Nemo, where like the the barrier, the reef, yeah, just ends like straight into like Mariana's Trench or something. That's where he went. Yes. There you go. That was a bad. That was a bad one. I knew where you were trying to go with it. Okay. 
Thank you. Um, so mine is, uh, well, one of, I have two. This one is uh, from a Leafs fan, but I think it's hilarious. It's um, at the Leafs IMO, so in my opinion. It says, a live look at Kyle Dubas handling the martyr negotiations, rebuilding the defense, and dealing with the Toronto media. And it's this like jacked guy who's got a, he's at a soccer game and he's got a beer on his head. And he's walking down the, like, he's walking downstairs. He's got the beer on his head. I don't know how, he's at a German game. It's like Schalke, I believe. Um, I don't know how they sell beer in Germany, but it's not a glass. It's like a glass with like a pitcher. Oh, like a muck. But it's got like a, a, it looks like a milk pitcher, like a milk jug. Really? Just smaller. It's like a milk jug handle on his head. He tweeted this out just today at at, at noon. Uh, It's on his head and the guy's walking down the stands. And it's just sitting there on top of his head, perfectly balancing it. That's impressive. uh, impressive balancing act that I, and I don't want to bring that up because I can't wait for him to like turn and drop that beer when Mitch Marner signs for the Islanders <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. a lot of wishful thinking on my part so much uh, wishful thinking uh, probably a little bit <laughs> it's a little bit or they trade or there's a trade right like Luke could just say listen we're going to um, we're going to offer sheet your man I don't know if he signs it he might but I'm going to offer sheet and offer it to you and uh, or to him and if he does what are you going to do? You're going to take four first-round picks for Mitch Marner? I can give you more via trade. How about we work that out? Sounds good to me. I'm on board with that. I am all up for it. Um, did you have anything else to bring up? No, that was it for me on my social stuff. That that Nothing could top the Bagel Boss video. No, that's true. Uh, well, what about this one? So this is okay. a Woj bomb. It's it's NBA-related, but I want to uh, bring it, circle it back to, to hockey. Again, it happened today. I was gone for the last three days, all right? Um, happened today at 8.26, so just half an hour before we came on. The Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook, what, to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul. First round picks in 2024 and 2026, and then pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. Just wild. Like, how NBA deals get done is absolutely wild. Like, they're, they're trading picks seven years from now in 2026. I, well, I don't guess know. It'd be, how... it'd be six drafts away, right? Like the next draft is twenty twenty. Yeah, that's true. There's still draft true. like that's gone, and like all stars are moving like this, right? Like Chris Paul is an all star, a perennial all star, just gone. Defensive player gone. So for Russell Westbrook, Mister Triple Double, like he gets all day him to sleep. Yeah, he's a full. He averaged a full season in triple doubles, didn't he? A couple of years ago. Yes, he did. And then here we are in the NHL, and we're like, well. I don't know. What do we do? We can't really trade for anyone. We're kind of stuck doing... Come on. Can we not? This is how this is a 12-month sport. When you got crap like this happening. Let's get it going, NHL. Come on. Like, you have Woj tweeting that stuff out, and then, like, Bob McKenzie's taking a picture of his margarita at his cottage, and that's his big tweet of the day. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm all for Bob having a time off, and I get it, but, like... There are other guys out there working right now. Get, let's give Bob his six week off. He deserves it. He's earned it. Let's get something else going, NHL. Let's get some movement. Hey, come on. Like stir it up. Let's get this thing going. And that's on that's on the GMs, right? Or on the league. Like they need to look at at, at how they've structured this league and figure out how they can get more movement. Because if you want the TV bucks that the NBA is getting, which is now a twelve month sport, like look at the lineups for the the summer league. Yeah, there no. are lineups for summer league. No, I I know and. Listen, I'm not a big basketball fan, but I have to admit, it's it's almost more than just a sport at this point. It's like 
a drama, like a TV drama series because of all the stuff that happens. It, it's it, it's interesting. And, and it's constant. Yeah. It's constant. Like you said, this is their off season, but there's been so many big trades and stuff like that. Anthony Davis, now this. So, I mean, you don't really have that in the NHL. It's been dead for almost a week and a half now. Yeah. You had people in Toronto. They were flying helicopters following Kawhi Leonard's trucks around. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. I love it. I love it. This is great. That's how you build content, out media, attention, eyeballs. That's what you're looking for. It, they, they're doing it right. I'll give them the credit. Again, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but it, they're getting that right 100%. It's turning me into one. I don't. I don't even like basketball. I don't like it really. But I'm. I'm starting to look pay more attention because it's everywhere. So I'm like, yeah. all right. Well, I guess I'll tune in and see what's happening. What the drama is all about. You might as well. Yes. So NHL, get on it and figure something out, please. And specifically, the Islanders. Can you please make trades for like a top six right wing? Just yes. please. Just please. <laughs> please do something. Do something. Picks in 2026. Come on. Just do it. We're going to give you uh, Anthony Beauvillier uh, picks uh, first round in 2021 through 2026 and uh, seventh round in uh, 2052. There you go. <laughs> Get it done. Why not? <laughs> Unbelievable. So uh, I think that's just going to about do it for tonight's episode. So let's get some plugs in before we go. Wherever you are listening to this, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps with our searchability. We really appreciate all the support from you guys, especially over the summer too. Mm -hmm. If you are interested, we do Patreon content. So for five bucks a month, you can get an extra about three podcasts. We do a mailbag every week during the season. We do uh, post game shows and over the summer we do deep dives on numerous topics and it's lots of fun. So if you're interested, patreon.com slash eyes on aisles, you can download our app available in the app store or Google play store at Eyes on Isles. Um, you can visit the website, eyesonisles.com, or follow along with us on social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is Matt O'Leary and why Mitch's is at TLO Mitch, or you could like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. Mitch, episode number 99 in the books, the big 100 next week. Oh, man, I can't wait. 100 of these. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Thank you to all the listeners who's made this possible. We will talk to you guys next week. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary. He's Mitch Anderson. We'll talk to you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.